The appearance of the island had changed when I came on deck the next morning. We were now about a half a mile from the eastern coast, and I could see the layout somewhat. It was like no place I had seen before. Grey-coloured woods covered a large part of the surface. Streaks of yellow sand broke the uniform sadness, and large spires of rock broke through here and there. And there was the spyglass, too, easily the tallest rock on the island, with what looked to be sheer cliffs cut off on nearly all sides. Perhaps it was the depressing look of this place, or perhaps it was the unfolding of events the previous day, for even with the sun shining bright and hot, and the promise of being on land after being at sea for so long, my heart sank into my boots, and I hated the very thought of Treasure Island. Now then, we are to embark from our vessel to the island proper, so we shall split into boats. Dr. Livesey and Trelawney will go into a boat with myself and John Silver, since he knows the island best. Hawkins, you are to join us. It be my pleasure, sir. Why, how nice it'll be to have some solid land under my feet again, after so long on the seas. Hmm, quite. Arrow? Cotton? You will leave the second boat behind us. Take Israel hands with you and separate the crew as you see fit between yours and the following vessel. Oi, Cotton. Now, everyone. Though we have reached our destination, this does not mean our task is at an end. We cannot be sure what awaits us on this isle, so we must be on our guard. All of us. Together. Yes? Aye! Good then. Let us away. We piled off into our separate boats with supplies then. Some rations, guns, swords, rope and the like. We knew not when, exactly, we would be returning to our ship, nor what to expect on the island. Silver led us forward, though he held no map nor compass. He knew the passage like the palm of his own massive hand. There's a strong scour with the ebb, and this here passage has been dug out with a spade. When's the last time you visited here, did you say, Silver? Why, it'd have to be several years now. I've been sailing a bit less these last few years as I've gotten older, see. But I remember it well. You haven't to worry. Right. Round the curve here, you'll see. The shore will mostly flatten out and you'll see the trees there will come near right down to the water. That's as good as place as any for us to make our landfall. Well then, Silver, by all means, bring us to the shore there. Something amiss, Livesey? Well, I know nothing of treasure, sirs, but I'd stake my life on there being fever here. We'll pull ashore here. Everyone out, let's get ourselves set. What was that then? I said to work. Come on then, everyone. Let's be getting to making camp, hmm? Aye, aye! They just be needing a bit of prodding sometimes, sir. You understand, yes? Hmm. Arrow, you and Silver see to it that we get a proper camp set up here. I will scout the area with Trelawney and the Doctor. Oi, sir. Come on, then. You heard the captain, now get a move on. Hawkins. Yes, sir. A word before we depart. Of course, sir. Gentlemen, I think it no secret that I get a rough answer from this crew, do I not? Well, if I speak back to them, we'll be on pikes in two shakes. So far as I see it, we've only one man to rely on. And who is that? Silver. What? But he is the leader of their dastardly rebellion. You can notice, sir, that he's as anxious as you and I to smother things up. He'd soon talk them back down if given the chance. 
What I propose is we give him and the crew the afternoon ashore here. We leave them be while we learn the lay of the land, then we return to the ship. I'll have Silver bring them all back by the sundown, and mark my words they'll be as mild as lambs. Why, I'm not sure that we should place... I trust you, Captain, and I believe this is what we should do. Hawkins, you may do as you see fit. If you want to stay on the island and return with the crew, I will not begrudge you that. But I will give you a pistol, just in case. I trust you know how to use it. I do, sir. Thank you, sir. Now then. My lads, we've a hot day ahead and we're all tired from our journey. A small turn ashore will hurt no one, so after myself and the gentleman here survey the area a bit with Arrow, we will be heading back to the ship. I'm giving you the afternoon ashore for your own pleasure. I'll fire a gun half an hour before sundown for you to return. Everyone understand? Yes, sir! The captain went off into the woods then, with the doctor and Trelawney. He was too bright to be in the way. He whipped out of sight in a moment, leaving Arrow in charge for the time being. But it was plain as day that Silver was the captain. I was unsure if there were any honest men aboard, but I trusted, or rather hoped, that there were a few. It is one thing to be idle and skulk, and yet quite another to take a ship and murder innocent people. Then it was that there came into my head the first of many mad notions that contributed so much to save our lives in the end. It was plain that our party, whomever it may be, could not stand against the men led by Silver. Silver? Hmm, what is it, Jim? You've been here before. Isn't that right? Why, I have, yes. Many a year ago now. So, you know how to find your way around the island a bit, then? Aye, I do. What's this about, hmm? Well, sir, it's just that... Hmm, speak up, boy. I'm not as young as I used to be, and I can't be hearing as well as I once did. Well, sir, I thought that I heard talk from Tom about... Well, he was talking of... Standing against Captain Smollett, sir. What? Tom was saying that now, was he? Yes, sir. Just before we left to come ashore. Hmm. Well, Jim, I'll make sure to set him straight. And you just make sure to keep your head down, hmm? It was in that moment that I knew I had to act. The instant he turned away from me and I was not directly in his eyesight, I slipped into the tree line and plunged forward into the nearest thicket. Did you hear me, Jim? I told you to... Jim! Jim! Jimbo, come back here! But you may suppose I paid no heed. Jumping, ducking, and breaking through, I caught a branch and swung myself forward over a stream. I ran straight on till I could run no longer. Hello everybody, James Wipert here. I am the creator and executive producer of Public Domain Players. I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to Treasure Island, and I also wanted to tell you a few places that you could find us online if you wish to do so. You can find us on Twitter at Public Players, and on Instagram at Public Domain Players. You can also find us directly online on Podbean. It's publicdomainplayers.podbean.com. You can like and share directly from there if you'd like. We also ask that if you can, you leave us a good review wherever you might be listening to this. Uh, It's especially helpful on Apple Podcasts, but basically anywhere. It helps us get the word out, and if you could share it with your friends and family, that would be great as well. 
if you really like the show, you can support us on Patreon as well. Um, We have a lot of cool things there, but I'll get to that at the end of the show. But yeah, this is episode five, so we are past the halfway point now for Treasure Island, getting really into the heart of the story, and it's only going to get more exciting from here, so strap in, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening. Pleased as I was that I had given Long John Silver the slip, I began to enjoy myself and explore the strange island around me. I felt for the first time the joy of exploration, surrounded by tall trees and flowering plants. I saw birds of all colours and a snake that hissed at me with a noise like a spinning top. It wasn't until much later on that I suppose I had come face to face with a truly deadly enemy and that the noise was that of the famous rattle. I came to a great clearing then, with a small stream trickling past. It was there I stretched upon the rocks, the bright sunlight gazing down upon me, and truly relaxed for the first time in weeks. But soon I heard the distant and low tones of a human voice, which, as time passed, grew louder and nearer, and I recognized one to be Silver's. Mate, I think's gold dust of you, and if I hadn't took to you like pitch, do you think I'd be here giving you a warning? It's to save your neck that I'm speaking. Silver, you're old, and you're honest, and you're brave, or I mistook. But I swears, I've never once thought of something like that. And you tell me you let yourself be led away with that kind of mess of swabs? Not you. If an I turned against my duty... <gasps> Ah, well... John, it's a black conscience that can make you feared of me. In heaven's name, what was that? 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 Oh, I reckon that'll be Alan. Alan? Rest is so for a true sailor. As for you, John Silver, you're mate of mine no more. If in I die like a dog, I'll die in my duty. You've killed Alan. Well, kill me too, if you can. The sailor I'd known as Tom turned his back on Silver then and set off walking for the beach. With a cry, Silver seized a large branch from a tree and sent it hurtling through the air. It struck poor Tom with stunning violence right between the shoulders, and with a gasp he fell. Bah! That'll teach ye to turn your back on your crew. I saw Silver then, his great frame agile as a monkey, spring on top of Tom's form. I knew not if he was injured much or little, but it mattered not, for Silver then twice buried his knife into that defenseless body. I do not know what it rightly means to faint, but I do know that the world around me swam away in a mist then. When I finally brought myself to, I peered through the trees again and saw Silver wiping the blood off his knife. He reached into his pocket then, taking out a small whistle, and lifted it to his mouth. I knew not the meaning of the signal, but I knew more men would be coming. They had already slain two honest people, and I did not intend to be the next. 
With any speed and silence I could manage, I ran as I had never ran before, not minding the direction, so long as it led me away from the murderers. I ran to the foot of the little hill where the forest was made of large pine trees, and there a new fear struck me. I saw a figure leap behind the trunk of a tree. What it was, I could not tell, but the terror of this brought me to a standstill. Instantly, the figure reappeared and began to head me off. Shaking, I drew the pistol and mustered as courageous a face as I could to face this man of the island. You? Who are you? Ben Gunn. I'm Ben Gunn. Who? Poor Ben Gunn, I am. I haven't spoken to another soul these three years. Three, three years? Were you shipwrecked? Nay, mate. I's marooned. Marooned? I had heard the word and knew it stood for a horrible punishment common enough among buccaneers, in which the offender is put ashore with nary but a little gunpowder and left behind on a desolate island. And Ben Gunn certainly looked to the roll. He was clothed with tatters of old ship's canvas, all held together by brass buttons and bits of stick. Maroon three years on. How have you survived? Wherever a man is, I says, a man can do for himself. I've lived on wild goats and berries and oysters, but, mate, my heart is sore for a proper diet. You mightn't happen to have some cheese on you now, huh? No? Well, many the long night I've dreamed of cheese, I have. Well, if I can ever get aboard again, I promise that you shall have that cheese. If you can get aboard again? Why, what's to hinder you? Not you, I'd say. Right, you is. But you... Now, what do you call yourself, mate? Uh, Jim Hawkins. Jim. Jim, Jim, Jim. Well, Jim... I've lived as rough as you'd be ashamed to hear. You wouldn't think me to be pious by looking at me, huh? <laughs> no, not in particular. Well, I was. Remarkably civil and pious. It was Providence that put me here. I've thought about all that on this here lonely island. And I'm back on piety, I am. You don't catch me tasting rum. But just a thimbleful for luck, of course. I'm bound. I'll be good. And Jim, I'm rich. All right, Ben. Rich? Rich? I'll make a man out of you, Jim. You'll bless your stars. You will. You was the first that found me. Now, Jim, you tell me true. That ain't Captain Flint's ship now, hmm? No, sir. It's not Flint's ship. And Flint is dead. Huh? Oh, happy news! But I'll tell you true. There are some of Flint's hands aboard. Not... not a man with one leg. Silver. Silver. That was his name, yes. He's the cook. And he's the ringleader, too. If you were sent by Long John Silver, I'm as good as pork and I know it. I wasn't, sir. I thought I was when we first set off for this island. But now I've made up my own mind and no, sir. John Silver and I find ourselves on opposite sides of a certain predicament regarding Captain Flint's treasure. I was actually running from him when I came upon you. Why, you're a good lad, Jim. And you're in a hitch, ain't you? Well, 
You put your trust in Ben Gunn. Ben Gunn's the man to do it. Would you think it likely now that anyone you came with would prove a level-minded one in, in case of help? Yes, sir. I came here with a Mr Squire Trelawney and a Dr Libsey, and I do believe that Captain Smollett is trustworthy as well. Aye, but you see, I don't mean would they give me a gate to keep and a suit of clothes. That's not my mark, Jim. What I mean is, would that Mr Trelawney be likely to come down to the tune of, say, £1,000 of man? That's as good as a man's own already. Oh, I'm sure he would. As it was, all hands were to share. And give passage home? Why, of course. And besides, if we got rid of the others, we should want you to help work the vessel home. Huh? So you would? So you would? Now... I'll tell you what, Jim. So much I'll tell you and nothing more. I were in Flintship when he buried his treasure. He and six other men. They went ashore here nigh a week, and we was standing offshore in the old ship. One fine day, up went the signal, and here come Flint in a little boat by himself. And the six men, all dead. Dead and buried. How he done it, not a man aboard could make it, nor would we ever ask. Billy Bones, an old sailor, he was first mate, and Long John Silver, he was quartermaster. And they asked Flint where the treasure was. Ah, he says, you can go ashore if you, if you like and stay. But as for the ship, she's off for more by thunder. And then I was on another ship, three years back I was, and we sighted this island. I told them this was where Flint's treasure was, and the captain was displeased with that. But my shipmates were all of the same mind, and we landed. Near two weeks we searched for it, and every day they had the worst mind for me. Until one morning all hands went aboard except me. Benjamin Gunn, they says. Here's a musket and a spade. You could stay here and find Flint's money for yourself, they says. Well, Jim, three years have I been here. And you look here. Does I look like a man before the mast? No, says you, nor I weren't either, I says. Sir... Are you saying... Just you mention that to your doctor, Jim. Three years that I was the man of this island. And sometimes maybe I'd think upon a prayer. And sometimes I would maybe think of my own mother. But the most part of my time was took up with another matter. Then you'll say this. Gunn is a good man and he puts a precious sight more confidence in a gentleman born than in these gentlemen of fortune, having been one himself. Well, I don't understand one word you've been saying. And either way, how's am I to get on board? Ah, there's the hitch for sure. Well, there's my boat. Your boat. This way. Follow me. So I did. We hurried through the foliage, my terrors now all forgotten, while Ben Gunn trotted easily and lightly through the brush. 
He kept on talking, neither expecting nor receiving any response from me. We came to a clearing then, and it was then I heard the first cannon shot. The cannon was long followed by another cannon shot, and after a considerable interval, by a volley of musket fire. Another pause, and then, not a quarter mile in front of me, over the cliff's edge, I beheld the Union Jack fluttering in the air above a wood. Hello everyone, James here again. And once again, thank you for listening to Public Domain Players' production of Treasure Island. Treasure Island was adapted from the original novel by Robert Louis Stevenson. It was written by myself, as well as directed by myself. Treasure Island was produced by me and David Coonan. The cast for this episode, in order of appearance, is as follows. Larry Oblander as Adult Jim. Conrad Bear as Captain Smollett. Jerry Schultz as Long John Silver. Caroline Hertz as Arrow. William Barreto, Joe Azari, Emily Booza, Tim Simpson, and Michelle Stahl make up the pirate crew. Tiffany Renee Bear as Dr. Livesey. Michael Curry as Squire Trelawney. Kira McFarland as Young Jim. Austin Schumacher as Tom. Cormac Joyce as Ben Gunn. You can find more about the cast in the episode notes of the show, either wherever you're listening or on our Podbean page at publicdomainplayers.podbean.com. We have links to their various social media accounts and websites so that you can go seek them out and find out other projects that they're working on. You can also find us at Public Players on Twitter and at Public Domain Players on Instagram. The Public Domain Players logo, as well as the Treasure Island logo, were both designed by Bad Otter Design House. You can find them on Instagram at bad.otter. If you like the show, we ask that you share it with your friends and family. We do not pay to advertise at all, so it is solely spread around by everybody sharing it around themselves. And if you really like the show, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash publicdomainplayers. We have a few different tiers there, all kinds of cool rewards, including early access to episodes, free script downloads, personal shoutouts, um, going all the way up to fun things like video chats and stuff like that. So if you really want to support the show, you can do that starting at the $1 level. Anything, anything anybody can do will always be very grateful for. That's about it for this episode, so once again, please share it with friends and family if you can. We hope that you are enjoying it. We definitely enjoyed making it. We will see you in two weeks with episode six. Thank you.